0: Greetings, listeners, if any, and welcome to DM Dad, the podcast about running D&D and other RPGs for kids. A great way to spend time with your family now that your friends are too old and have all moved away. So I thought I would make up for the super long podcast podcast. Uh, where I review Dark Places and Demogorgons by doing another podcast, because um, obviously the solution to being on the air for too long is to be on the air for even longer. Um, but hopefully this will be a much shorter episode. Um, I uh, So I was, I was catching up with Anchor this morning, and I heard the latest um, episode of Gothridge Manor, Tim Short's uh podcast where he was talking about the quantum ogre and basically his thoughts about um whether you should have to move important plot points so that your players definitely find them if they if they make a choice in game that leads them away from that plot point um he'll paraphrase it better than that um if you don't know what the quantum ogre is but he was talking basically about being okay with your your players having free agency and making choices that make certain things not happen, you know, in your game. With basically with them failing to uncover certain information, failure to uncover certain clues, failure to complete certain quests, that that really ought to be an option. I mean I think what one of the examples he did is if you give them three choices and only one of them is the choice that leads them down a certain path then you have to be okay with the fact that there's only a 33 percent chance they're going to choose that one and then you have to be okay with the other two options um and uh you know i i broadly agree with that too i mean um i've from my own philosophy as a designer when i'm um when i'm homebrewing adventures or when i'm adapting other people's adventures for my own use um that's basically um the direction i go in now is that look the players can make whatever choice they want and all of us including me are going to live with the consequences of that and that's really the selling point of the game and i mean it's not everybody agrees some people will want to use the quantum ogre approach um or, uh, it's, it's sort of, it's railroading without railroading, you know, it's, um, and it's the kind of railroading that I like better than, uh, you know, um, than the, where, where your choices really don't matter. Cause basically they do get to make the choice. It's just that the choice has the same outcome. Um, but it's a good outcome. It's the rest of the adventure is, is basically down whatever path they choose, I prefer that to um, the kind of railroading that I discussed in the, uh, the My Little Pony opening adventure, where no matter what choices they made, the same negative outcome would happen. Um, The adventure would get them to the same exact spot without any differences, really. Because a lot of times, even if you are using the quantum ogre, there's probably a, a subtle benefit or disadvantage that Uh, they could have depending on what path they take to it. But um, what I was inspired to talk about today um, based on Tim's podcast was the idea that it is okay for the players to not succeed. It's okay for the players to fail. And uh, that's something that somebody asked me on, on G+, when I first started posting blog posts about running uh running RPGs for especially my young son. You know, how how are they okay with when things don't go don't go according to plan? Because I know that my son really likes to win games and you know that is definitely um a concern that people will have when they're gonna play these these complex freeform RPGs with very young children that the dice rolls are not going to go their way or that the choices aren't going to um bring the optimal results or you know the ultimate failure is that your character actually dies so far i have actually avoided character death but i haven't avoided failure and uh you know kids are going to they're going to have a moment probably where they where they uh they fail on something and they're very disappointed <clears throat> stand your ground and they'll move on so one uh, one recent uh one recent failure was with the uh the Swords and Wizardry white box game I was uh I was running and this was something that I wanted to put in my blog post where I described this session but I forgot um because I was right I was so busy writing about the ogre fight that after after they the fought and defeated the ogre and the and the brown bear they were looking through the ogre's treasure, and they were spending a lot of time going through this treasure, which was fine because there were no more wandering monsters in that area, so they had all the time in the world. And one of the things they found was a treasure chest, and the treasure chest was trapped with the classic poison needle trap. And, you know, my daughter's not stupid. she She's running the thief. She has the thief check for traps. Um, the chest is unlocked. It's just trapped. So she hasn't checked for traps. Now, this is the, the James Spawn white box type thief. First level. His thievery skill is a one in six. Not great odds. I rolled the d6 behind the, the screen because that's, that's how it works at my table. The thief always thinks he's found the traps. He always thinks he's disarmed all the traps. He always thinks he's hidden or moving silently. So, I rolled, it did not come up in a one, so I said, yeah, you don't find any traps. It seems fine to you. She opens the 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 chest, a poison needle comes out, and stabs the thief in the hand. So I said, okay, you need to make a saving throw against poison. And, you know, she was like, but, but, but I checked for traps. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't find them. You did check for them, but you didn't find them. You only have a one in six chance. So you know, she, she was very upset and I just, you know, stood my ground and said, calm down. This was always a possibility. Mm -hmm. Now I need you to make a saving throw against poison. And she's like, what will happen if I fail the saving throw? It's like, well, this is deadly poison. You'll die. But fortunately you're a thief. You get a plus two to this save so she rolled her d20 she only needed a 13 she came up 15 so it's like see so you resist the poison anyway it wasn't it wasn't as bad as you thought but you know you have learned that at this level you're not going to succeed every single time you try to pick a lock or find a trap you know and i mean this could have gone the other way she could have failed her save there was a you know a 13 a dc 13 on a a d20 that's um there's a pretty good chance of failure And then, you know, she'd be rolling up a new character. Um, And, you know, if, uh, if that had been the occurrence, I'd be telling a slightly different story probably because I'm sure she would have been more upset. But here's the thing. Failure is something that everybody has to deal with in real life every day. And... While it's not, it's never fun. It's not fun when your character dies. It's not fun when you fail a role. Nobody enjoys it. Especially in the context of playing RPGs with kids, it's a great opportunity to introduce failure and methods to cope with failure in a more or less consequence free or risk free environment. There's in game risk, but. In real life, we're all just sitting around the table playing a game. And this is a great opportunity to practice dealing with failure, to practice emotionally the idea that failure feels bad at the time, but you get over it and move on. It's a great opportunity to practice learning that failure is not permanent and it's not the end of the world, that it's something you can rebound from and that's one of the one of the most important reasons to play these games with kids. Um there are, I mean there are some players even as adults who are very bad at coping with failure anywhere in their lives presumably but you know even at the gaming table, you know, nobody likes rolling the d20 and seeing that one come up, but at the end of the day, you know, the one is on that die. There's there's a five percent chance it's going to come up any time you roll it. It has numbers that go from one to twenty. So the numbers ten and lower, that's fifty percent of the time you're going to roll ten or ten or below, and that's usually a failure. These are things that happen. I mean, there's probably more common in old school D and D, which has far less bonuses. There's so many bonuses you add to fifth edition D and D that you know. Um, a first level character on an attack roll, a 10 is, you know, you're probably rocking a 15, even when you roll 10, and that'll hit most goblins. But it's a great opportunity to practice failing, to practice coping with failing, to practice reacting to failing in a way that you don't feel like this this failure is, is the permanent thing that defines you for the rest of your life. And that's an important life skill. Um both at the gaming table and especially away from the gaming table. And, you know, you might as well start that early. You know, if you think, you know, my daughter's eight, she doesn't like failing her, uh, her uh, check for traps check. Now, you know, if she keeps playing for the next eight years, when she's 16, this will be old hat. And she can possibly use that, uh, that programmed reaction to failure in real life. Be like, well, that's disappointing um what am I going to do next how am I going to move on you know and and have a much a much better reaction to failure which is you know something that we all need to practice because frankly most of the time we're failing you know most of the time things don't work out at least exactly according to plan and that's just I mean that's nothing to do with us personally that's just how life works you know so uh, I've I've titled this episode Fail- "Failing is Fun" because that was actually um, a heading in the My Little Pony role playing game rule book. Um, I think they especially foregrounded that because they know this is gonna this is a game you're gonna play with kids, and they know kids are going to be a little less emotionally mature about failure. And, you know, there's one thing playing Snakes and Ladders. um, Only one person can win that game, you know. But once that game is over, if you were the loser, you can play it again. And maybe win the next time. And it's all random chance. But it's a little bit more complicated with an RPG, you know. Um, You can't just replay a scenario. So um, they talked about... Making, making sure they understand it's okay to fail a roll, and as a game master to try to make sure that the consequences of that failure are actually interesting enough for the game that that becomes a kind of a memorable incident and a good learning incident. And you know, all the best D&D stories are about when things went wrong. Nobody sits around and tells this story at a convention about this time that my character made it to level 20 and lived happily ever after. That's a pretty boring story. The best D&D stories are the stories about when you tried to do something, it totally backfired, and then you spent the rest of the session firefighting and running for your life. Or, you know, character death. That's, you know, that's a much more interesting story. A much better story than surviving to old age. What happens to PCs who survive to old age? They become NPCs. And that's not where you want to be. So anyways, yeah, this is by now this has gone pretty far from the Quantum Ogre, which is just about um, the DM moving programmed encounters around so that the players always encounter them. Um, but I was inspired by how, how Tim Shorts framed that about it being okay for um the characters to to fail to get all the clues all the information all the all the quests and for them to really experience the outcomes of their choices without the dm kind of um shifting the goalposts to guarantee a certain outcome um and that got me thinking about other types of failure in game and how that relates to playing um with children, because that's my focus, but you know there's plenty of adults who could use a refresh on coping with failure at the gaming table and beyond. So anyways, that's uh that's my my thoughts for the day. Failure is fun or make it fun. Until next time, play well and let the dice roll where they may.